from Matthew 5. You have heard that it has been said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that persecute and culminate you, that you may be children of your Father who is in heaven, who makes his Son to rise upon the good and bad, and reign upon the just and unjust. For if you love them that love you, what reward shall you have? Do not even the publicans do this? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more? Do not also the heathens do this? Be you therefore perfect, as also your heavenly Father is perfect. It's easy to love Leo, you know, our little baby. But it's hard to love the bratty kid down the street. But the Lord calls us to love the bratty kid down the street. That last verse, be therefore perfect, as also your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow, that's quite the commandment there. On your own, impossible. Through the grace of God, totally possible. God will pull it off. You just have to cooperate with Him. That's what the saints did. They cooperated. And when they died, their souls were perfect. Straight to heaven. Not even no purgatory. God's grace is totally adequate to pull that off. Problem is, we got free will. And we're constantly shortcutting. God has enough grace to go around to make everybody perfect. You just have to cooperate. Chiefly through, through a life of prayer and sacraments. That's where it starts. Five questions today from the Catechism of St. Pius X on the necessity of baptism and the obligations of the baptized. First of all, he asks, Is baptism necessary to salvation? Baptism is absolutely necessary to salvation. For our Lord has expressed, Unless a man be born again of water and the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's from the Gospel of John. Can the absence of baptism be supplied in any other way. The absence of baptism can be supplied by martyrdom, which is called baptism of blood, or by a perfect act of love of God or of contrition, along with the desire, at least implicit, of baptism. And this is called baptism of desire. Good example of that is the good thief, St. Dismas, who was crucified next to Jesus. He couldn't come down from the cross and be baptized. So God gave him what the church calls baptism of desire. To what is a person baptized bound? The person baptized is bound to always profess the faith and observe the law of Jesus and of his church. In receiving baptism, what do we renounce? In receiving holy baptism, we renounce forever the devil, his works, and his pomps. And final, final question. What is meant by the works and pomps of the devil? 
The works and pomps of the devil are sin and the teachings of the world that are contrary to the teachings of the gospel.